I am 100% behind Q. He's working for the president, he's working for our country. Alien life, uh, like pedophiles, uh, you know, and it just seeks to tie all of that together. Welcome, listeners, to the 21st chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Shadow Ban episode. We are your hosts, Julian Field and Travis View. This week, we are Jakeless and joined in the studio by Hassan Piker, host of The Breakdown on the Young Turks, or TYT. Welcome, Hassan. Uh, it's great to be here, guys. I have a serious question. Why are there knives everywhere in the apartment? Uh... Uh, well, it's the case of the deep state attacks, you know? Shit, it's true. Yeah, well. This literally, I, yeah, I walked in. <laughs> it's in the living room. And they're they're open, too. Like I know. Them. Well, what happened is this. I do have a collection of knives that I enjoy. The two ones that are open are my least good ones, so please don't judge me on these random knives. These are the ones that we are using to open boxes. I always judge people on the quality right. of their knives. <laughs> I walk in, and I'm like, what kind of knives do you have? I mean... God. Yeah, we like to intimidate. Well, the last person who came in to the studio he was uh, him. it was Travis, and he actually was assimilated into the podcast at Knife Point. Uh, okay, this well. is true. This is true. Tied me to a chair. They they cut up my arms. It was terrible. Jesus. <laughs> oh my. God. He's a family man. I was know. wondering where you lost your arms. So yeah. <laughs> it's good that we cleared that up right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, yeah. The, the listener does not know that Travis is actually just a torso that we prop up in front of the microphone. That's true. I, I get around on a scooter. It's, uh, it's 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 very convenient. It's easier than it sounds. I move move around with my chin. I just makes it all the more remarkable that he can compile all those tweets without his arms. <laughs> right. it's it's true. Crazy. Tap them out with my nose. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a system. Okay, we're going to be tackling the QAnon and broader right-wing claims of being shadow banned on Twitter and generally censored for the epic truth speaking that they constantly partake in. Then we'll take a look at what's actually going on and why you might want to be worried about the tech companies for other graver offenses. Finally, we'll ask Hassan how he managed to trigger 4chan's infamous poll message board, short for politically incorrect, into calling him a, quote, monstrosity with 15% body fat and extreme charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Huge own. Huge own. Uh, the denizens of Poll asked what could be done about this existential threat and referred to Hassan as an F-word N-word, which is a new one, and Bugman to indicate their readiness to rumble. As you know, Hassan, this is a debate show. We respect debate. And we're going to have you debate some of these posts and see if you're as much of an intellectual heavyweight as Charlie Kirk. <laughs> uh, but before all that fun, what's been up with the community? Well, uh, the QBot that lives in our Discord channel is now programmed to actually answer questions with drops as well as generate drops based on previous ones from the mysterious queue. You can come and ask him where your Nana really went or if video games are actually socialist praxis. In other news, my use of a Tokyo subway jingle as a transition between segments in the previous episode has bewildered a Japanese listener named M. Saws. They reside in Tokyo and actually take the specific subway line I sampled the jingle from. As a result of the complaint they lodged, I will now play the sample at random intervals to maximize chaos and confusion. You're welcome. QAnon News. All hell fizzled out quietly at a federal courtroom last Tuesday when the judge overseeing Intel spook extraordinaire Michael Flynn's sentencing did not, in fact, throw his case out and spank Mueller on his tush for entrapping the former general. Actually, the judge seems super pissed at Flynn, saying he sold out his country. Now we all know that this is some sort of elaborate piece of theater performed for the sole purpose of keeping the deep state actors oblivious to their inevitable hangings, but nevertheless, some Q believers are beginning to lose hope. Oddly enough, upon returning from recess, the judge clarified his comment saying, quote, I'm not suggesting Flynn committed treason. Sullivan went on to say, I was just trying to determine the benefit and the generosity of the government. <laughs> I don't. 
Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Sounds like he's just mad with power and just thinks he can just say things and say takesy backsies and it's all good. Yeah, he's a judge, though. And, that, and then he said, don't read too much into the questions I ask, which I'm going to say that's your fucking job, right? Yeah. To, like, ask the right questions as a judge. Uh, of course, these last statements brought much nachos to the QAnon community, and they picked up their woolen blankets and once again wrapped them tightly around their heads. I've oh. never been more on board with QAnon until I found out their position on the traitor Gulan. So, yeah. Gulan. What is it? What do they um, think? I guess I guess they, they if they declare Flynn to be a hero uh, and that he's being unfairly persecuted by the by the deep state actors, that they must be on board with what he wanted to do and why he's there to begin with, right? Which is uh, which is loving Turkey too much. Him and his son both loved Turkey too much. It's true. It's mm -hmm. true. They only eat turkey sandwiches. I'm not saying this because I'm as a Turkish citizen. I'm being uh, I'm in exile by the Turkish government. I'm saying this not at gunpoint, but because I. Wait, are you actually in exile? <laughs> not actually, but <laughs> I, I I have had light pressure. Let's yeah, say. coming back might be an issue. Um yeah. Uh, so, but you know, we did actually want to do like a QAnon Turkey episode and Travis was completely unable. I think that the QAnon people just don't really no. know what Turkey is enough. Like it's just too confusing for them. They're just like, oh, I don't know, man, let's just choose Iran or something. Yeah, it is. The they like, they end up inadvertently supporting a communist, uh, Kurdistan. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. <sighs> Although, Too yeah. many brown people, I don't know what side to take. Yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult. I mean, you want to sponsor one brown person to kill the other one, that's for sure, but they just don't always know yeah. who to give the money to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just defined U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East for the past, what, 40 years, 60 years? Pretty much. <laughs> and now we have our very first report from our Canadian correspondent, Michael Buchert, who has contributed to outlets like Jacobin and Africa is a country. Yeah, no, Africa is a country. The, the the white genocide in South Africa stuff is really good. I yeah, that. that's Buchert. Yeah. So yeah, he did. He got famous for writing about um, the supposed uh, white genocide in South Africa, which is, of course, a fraudulent idea. And then he started seeing Q signs pop up in Canada. Anyways, I'll let him explain. Hey, guys, this is Michael Buchert calling in from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That's in Canada, by the way. Just wanted to send you a message because I've been seeing some of your friends from the QAnon community popping up around here uh, in cities all across this country from Fredericton to Ottawa, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Windsor, Vancouver, and several of our other metropolitan areas. It's weird because people are in the streets waving Q signs and with messages about where we go one, we go all and that sort of thing. So I'm thinking to myself, what the heck is this exactly? Why would an obscure conspiracy theory cult about Trump have any purchase up here? Is Justin Trudeau in on this whole deep state thing? Well, the context for all this is that Canada's far-right fringe is currently in a period of mobilization, trying to appropriate the energy and anger of the so-called Yellow Vest movement in France. Now, you may know the Gilets Jaunes or Yellow Vest movement to be a spontaneous, broad-based, and ideologically diverse movement which has taken over the streets against Macron and his austerity agenda. Its demands are many, but they include left-wing items, including a big increase to the minimum wage, as well as better pensions and social programs. In Canada, though, the first folks to really follow and discuss these events have not been the left, but the far right. One key player in this has been Rebel Media. And if you're not familiar, it's basically Canada's version of Breitbart, full of cranks and white supremacists which for weeks has been circulating tweets of the street demonstrations and the police repression, and even sent so-called reporters to the scene. 
these folks have been trying to portray the Yellow Vests as a right-wing, anti-establishment, and libertarian movement, principally focused on Macron's unpopular fuel taxes, but also opposed to European and UN elites. For the far right, the movement then becomes a precedent and example for Canadians who are opposed to Justin Trudeau's planned carbon tax and who are pathologically afraid of Muslims and asylum seekers. And so, over the past couple of weeks, the far right in Canada has been appropriating the yellow vests and holding rallies across the country under that banner. In some cases, they've basically taken over rallies that were already organized for a specific cause and then showed up with some yellow uh, high-visibility vests, and now these events have all been subsumed under the yellow vest branding. Rebel media is even trying to profit from the situation by selling their own branded vests for only 25 loonies. Most of these protests have been pretty small, from 2 to 10 people, but there have also been larger events, including in Ottawa and in Edmonton, with maybe a couple hundred participants, and with a counter-presence from your friendly local anti-fascists. Now, there's no central organization that's leading this nationwide movement, and the organizers differ depending on the location. So some of the key organizers have included far-right nationalist groups like the Soldiers of Odin, an anti-immigration street patrol group whose founder in Finland has neo-Nazi ties, as well as a couple of their splinter groups like Storm Alliance and Wolves of Odin. There's also a similar group, uh, La Mute, which is based in Quebec. In Ottawa, we also saw the presence of the Three Percenters. The Three Percenters, which is an armed militia, and they're currently planning to ramp up their paramilitary training exercises, so that's great. Those guys are pretty intimidating. On the other hand, there's also been a bunch of uh, smaller organizations, you know, Coalition of Concerned Canadians types group, which are less a coalition than they are a bearded dude with a Facebook group and a hard drive full of anti-globalist memes. You also have the National Citizens Alliance. Now, that's a political party that largely exists on paper and which fights for so-called Euro-Canadian interests. These people are also all obsessed with white genocide which personally is my favorite conspiracy theory. Also showing up at these events include a whole host of 9-11 truthers, alt-right YouTubers, and of course, white supremacist Faith Goldie. So that kind of gives you a sense of the ideological diversity of this movement, if you will. Now, there's two main issues animating the yellow vests in Canada. First, you have anger over the proposed carbon tax, a theme which is particularly prominent in the oil-producing western provinces like Alberta. Second, a lot of people are furious that Canada joined the UN's Global Compact for Migration. The compact itself is merely a non-binding international agreement to coordinate a response to the migration crisis. However, it's been turned into a massive conspiracy theory, fueled by the far right and even by the Conservative Party of Canada, who've peddled this myth that we've given away our sovereignty over our own borders to the UN, globalists, and the New World Order. These themes are prominent on the Yellow Vest Canada Facebook group, which now boasts an impressive 100,000 members and growing. Predictably, the page is also flooded with racist, sexist, Islamophobic, and anti-Semitic memes, with countless posts railing against triple parentheses, globalists, Muslims and immigrants, and calling for Justin Trudeau to be hanged for treason. It's in this toxic landscape that we find QAnon supporters, inserting their message into a space which is already saturated with conspiracy theories. I couldn't quite tell you the extent to which Canada is involved in this whole Q situation, but one person has helpfully explained the relevance of Q to the other confused members of the Facebook group, and it's worth quoting a bit. QAnon is a movement or awakening among the common folk like me to a totally corrupt political system that is leading us down a wicked path to socialism. Trudeau has been groomed in past years to be the puppet to take us down that road, led by the corrupt UN and globalists like George Soros. Well, there you have it then, don't you?
to me, I guess what is surprising is not that Q would find its way into a, a Facebook group of total weirdos, but that there are people around this country in at least eight different cities and towns who took it upon themselves to show up in public with QAnon signs and banners. The courage of these people. The tenacity. With a whole slate of new yellow vest protests scheduled for this weekend, we may very well see Q continue to increase, you know, in prominence in Canada, find more followers. Honestly, it just seems like things might be getting out of hand. If you Americans could just come by and collect your buddies, that would be super. All right, that's it for today. Thanks, guys. So like we discussed in the Mockingbird Media episode, the uh, QAnon community really distrusts the mainstream media, like all of it. It's all garbage, they imagine, which means that uh, they believe that the only way that they can spread the true gospel of QAnon is through social media. Yes, so, the, be the better media. Yes, and so they uh, they take social media extremely seriously. They don't see it as like a goofy waste of time or even like a place for discourse or a way to get your news. They think that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram maybe are all battlefields for war. Man. And uh, they, they call themselves digital soldiers. They, they're they really, really into posting online. One of the reasons QAnon even exists, it seems, is that boomers haven't figured out gaming. Because it sounds like they just want to all go play like spec ops or just something yeah man just something cool like go play the division like go. and just as many slur words in the gaming world totally. as, as the QAnon community would also appreciate exactly it is inherently a white supremacist space gaming yeah. i feel like <laughs> I, I would know I, I i you know on my twitch i i battle every night yeah both verbally with nazis but also like literally when i'm playing uh video games so yeah I, you fight the nazis in the game yeah i tried to debate them i tried to yeah. engage them in the in the marketplace of ideas but they kept killing me so now i'm <laughs> I, i've resorted to the violent tactics of antifa which you, are the real fascists of course yeah the real fascists have you ever ended up playing uh, a nazi in a video game killing a nazi who's playing an ally I don't know. I don't think so. That's the ultimate. So, they, yeah, they take social media really, really seriously. And so consequently, uh, the fear of censorship uh, is, is very common and very featured early in Q drops. Yeah. Uh, for example, in an October 29th, 2017 Q drop, and this was the ninth Q drop ever of like 2,600 plus so far. Q said uh, this about Democrats. Julie, do you want you want to do the, the Q voice or? Um, sure. Actually, you know what? We're gonna get we're gonna get Hassan, Hassan to do a Hassan. kind of like really What's dramatic. The... Yeah, that's right. It's What's a dramatic. The... Okay. Yeah, dramatic. I, I was gonna try to do like robot voice, like right. they rely on the MSM to keep the narrative going, but tech is entrenching on their controls. They've missed this in 2016 <laughs> and desperately attempting to censor now due to CIA cash infusions. This will fail. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. So they have this belief that the only reason Trump won the uh, 2016 presidential election is because a social media distributed information that the biased mainstream media did not want revealed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which was false information. Well, yes, yes. But, <laughs> but oh, uh, by the way, this is like unironically what everyone on YouTube, like everyone in the anti-SJW YouTube space literally believes. Yes, like, yeah. they believe in the power of meme Memes. magic. Yeah. yeah. So th this led to the paranoid belief that literally all social media would be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming the real reason why they're paranoid is because it's the same as when their grandchildren don't email them back. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the real problem. Here. Yeah. Or like you haven't emailed in three months and then it's just their computer doesn't have the cable like plugged in in the back or something. <laughs> but the whole Internet broke. 
<laughs> so uh, Q said this on a November 2nd, 2017 Q drop. We are fully prepared that all social media will be shut down to prevent the spread of this information, i.e. POTUS's Twitter, etc. And or mass censoring. <laughs> so... Might be both, might be one or the other. Yeah, right. I'll mean to be a pedant, but uh, but uh, when Q said IE, Poetis' Twitter, he should have said EG. It seems like oh, yeah. this is something that you know people in the, the highest levels of military who, who can plan these things ought to know. Really? I, I, is IE and EG like oh, yeah. military stuff? Well, no, but it's, it's something that I think well-educated people will know. And so... Like, yeah, we all know the military is... Well, at the highest levels really of military. Really well-educated. At the highest <laughs> levels of military, they yeah. are really, really well-educated. Are they? Have you met Mattis? Have you, <laughs> have you met these clowns? <laughs> Flynn is a general. Well, all right. Maybe not Flynn. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> He literally is a QAnon guy. Yes, this is true. We have QAnon generals now, dude. Yeah. And this is from a November 21st, 2017 Q drop. Mainstream media role, push conspiracy theory. Social media role, push conspiracy theory and institute new rules allowing for ban censorship. Okay. I mean, so in order to uh, combat this alleged censorship, the QAnon community formed an unusual alliance with the giant telecom company AT&T. Uh, so basically, back in January of 2018, uh, AT&T called for legislation to protect internet users. And Q said, yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, in, uh, so wait, so Q is pro um, thing that Ajit Pai fucked up uh, net, net neutrality? neutrality. Yeah, is, net is QAnon pro? Well, they're, they're actually, they're, they're for something, uh, no, uh, beyond net neutrality. This is like someone something to protect Twitter users from like being banned for arbitrary reasons and stuff. Let's be honest. They think... We should be using CB, ham radio, and talkie-walkies to communicate with right. each other. When Sargon got banned off Twitter for sending gay porn to everyone instead of uh, everyone that that uh, uh, dare oppose him, um, that was a real that was a real disgusting thing that Twitter did. It's basically the same as um, communism. I think. I, I think so too, um, and that is also definitely fact and canon that Sargon was sending photos of his of his bare bottom to everybody. No, no he was sending gay porn. I, I don't. Oh, he was, was actually. Yeah, that's not even a joke. Like Sargon of Akkad got banned off of Twitter for sending gay porn back to everyone who was like, "Hey, uh, maybe don't say the n word." Damn, um, the intellectual dark web strikes again. Yeah, <laughs> no, Sargon it, didn't make the cut. Unfortunately, he's too liberal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, he wasn't. Wait, he's too. Sargon oh is God. considered a liberal by the internet. That's how terrible. He's a, he's a, that's how terrifyingly right wing YouTube is. That they think that this guy, whose entire career is built upon uh, being anti SJW and getting yeah. really angry at Magic the Gathering cards not featuring tits, all real by the way. Everything I'm saying. Damn. Um, and and hates uh, all Muslims and and thinks that we should cut off uh, uh, immigration. From, he's a UKIP guy, right? Yeah, he's a UKIP guy. Cut off immigration from all Muslim countries. He loves Donald Trump. Liberal. Yeah, yeah he is a liberal. He's, he's so a, reasonable. What do they call themselves? Classical liberal. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like I'm a liberal, but yeah. I from a time when I could own slaves. Yeah, exactly. Want to own slaves. <laughs> it's like, listen, I just I I just think I should have the freedom to pistol whip a black person. Like that's you know like I, we used to. Yeah. So uh, on January 23rd, uh, 2018, the AT&T CEO, Randall Stevenson, said this. Um, Congressional action is needed to establish an Internet Bill of Rights that applies to all Internet companies and guarantees neutrality, transparency, openness, non-discrimination and privacy protection for all Internet users. Mm. And uh, in a Q drop on the same day, Q responded by saying this. R.E. Ebor. 
This scares them more than anything. Loss of control. Use logic. Nothing to do with AT&T. Must be regulated to prevent censorship and narrative push. So, I love this Q drop because oh, it's it, so confusing. I know. It's, I, I think Q knows it's a little bit awkward that they're saying, yeah, multinational billionaire telecom company. I second what you said when they're supposed to be this sort of like populist movement that's sort mm -hmm. of like up against the man. And so yeah. they said they brought, uh, nothing to do with ATT. Forget about this that. This is the same like Alex Jones, a uh, bootlicker dynamic that mm -hmm. uh, he 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 went from this like contrarian who hated George W. Bush and yeah. Barack Obama. He was to, the like, loose change loving, guy. Yeah, to loving loving Donald Trump, and I it was it was such a it. weird such a weird transition for all of his fans who were like, oh, we're anti-government all the time, except for Donald Trump. He's great. But what is it about these guys that they're like this one? I just don't understand the. The kind of like borderline sexual attraction that they have for this uh, this molten piece of cheese. He's fucking thick and he's hot. It's dude. true. You're right. Actually, and his, and he wants to have sex with his daughter. And deep down inside, we all think that. So. I'm pissed off that they keep using Photoshop Liquify on like his entire body in every shot he's ever put out through the AP. The but. only time Donald Trump has ever been portrayed realistically is a Ben Garrison cartoon. That's there's so no true. other. There's yeah, no other actual image of Donald Trump being portrayed in a realistic way. Like and, he looks so different in real life. He's just like a thick just strong yeah. you know his pectorals yeah. are, are glistening in the sun up. just oh, veiny. In, in the same way that the krasensteins uh, have the only real picture of bob Mueller, which is <laughs> yeah, right. just this. similar to donald trump <laughs> similar uh, they're life. both could you imagine them fighting each other in their in their kind of drawn all, versions all the time like if we had donald like uh garrison's donald trump versus the krasensteins Mueller in like some sort of mothra versus godzilla kind of shit where they're just destroying new york and then they just make out and it's fine <laughs> right. and we celebrate Fuck. and america is saved just <laughs> yes. kidding all of the centrists who love Mueller are like secretly very yeah. homophobic so they would yeah. be very upset if that happened. no they're they're usually the same people who were posting the donald trump making out with uh putin. with putin and, yeah. and just being like, another Jesus. thick daddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly of all of them like i could understand putin a little more like he does seem like he at least could lift a bit and, no no he work he works out dude yeah, yeah. i've seen his regimen it checks out dude he's a fucking yeah. he's a lifter and a poster and it probably even a gamer maybe i'm going yeah. too far with that one but <laughs> <laughs> just wishful thinking he plays the, the ultimate game so I want to show uh, like a couple more Q drops to sort of show his uh, Q's kind of thinking on this. Mm -hmm. On an April 25th, 2018, Q drop, Q said this. Are you awake? <laughs> hey, girl. Do you, do you see for yourself the MSM <laughs> equals propaganda tool of the left? Do you see Facebook, Twitter, Goog censoring non-left POVs? Dude, it's hey, girl, you up? <laughs> are you awake yeah it's like i really shouldn't be alone right now <laughs> the msm is on to me and so um in a march 10th 2018 q drop q said this the creation of the internet and connecting platforms is bringing about their downfall failure to control msm is dead hashtag internet bill of rights q okay so yeah so they're just generally 
anxious about this constantly. And a lot of the sort of like the QAnon leaders, the sort of the, the bigger names who push this theory, they are anxious about it too. And uh, I want to share a uh, video from a prominent QAnon promoter, uh, Jordan Sather, which he uh, published on October 11th. And he made this video in response to an incident in October in which Facebook banned 559 pages and 251 accounts that consistently broke the rules against spam and coordinated inauthentic behavior, according to Facebook. Uh, this particular purge uh, affected pages from across the political spectrum. In fact, one of the banned pages was a liberal page called The Resistance. Uh, but our friend Jordan Sather wasn't happy about it. And of course, he thought it was just affected just, you know, people who share his beliefs. And uh, this is what he had to say. Can I say something about The Purge yes. and why it's like relevant to even today's news? Yes. Are you guys aware that one of the pages or multiple pages that were banned were owned by one one-limbed uh, Purple Heart veteran who also happened He's to the... start the GoFundMe for the wall. Holy oh. shit. That guy? The page right-wing yeah, news. The fake stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's the fake right. news. And he used it to seed that campaign as well at first. And he used it to start another silenced campaign. Uh, so this is entirely relevant to the discussion as well. Well, but yeah. So Facebook is basically just using that very lame reason to be able to completely censor all these platforms in what is obviously a push to control the narrative. Just over the past couple days, I and many others out there have lost hundreds, if not more than that, of followers on Twitter. It's slowly ticking down, ticking down. Every time I check it, it goes down another 10, 20, 50 followers. And not only that, but I've definitely noticed the shadow banning increasing. Many of these big tech companies are pushing they are pushing they are making another wave another round of censorship to control that narrative of course because we are approaching midterms just only a few weeks away from those not only that but with everything else going on in this world all these actors within the deep state are continuously being outed no question no wonder why facebook is targeting hundreds and hundreds of accounts and pages today. I love the dedication that these people have to posting, and I'm sure you yeah, guys right. understand yeah, that. No. Like, it's just, imagine <laughs> imagine creating oppression where no such oppression exists by, by tying it directly to social media engagement, which is beautiful in a yeah. way, because this is exactly what the older generations thought uh, millennials would uh, get too caught up in. Yeah. And, and Gen Z would get too caught up in, except... From what we've seen thus far, Gen Z does not really care about engagement metrics as much as millennials do. And it turns out boomers care a hell of a lot more about metrics than yeah. anyone else. Turns out their entire identity is is, is tied to, to how many Patriot Trump MAGA 24 accounts follow them and, and retweet uh, blindly their post. I want to read you guys a post, okay? Yeah. So uh, this is from 5-14-2018. Trump says, big day for Israel. Congratulations. And this is American flag emoji, American flag emoji, American ima uh, flag emoji, Diana, American flag emoji, American flag emoji, female uh, blonde emoji, uh, responding to that tweet. She oh, says, okay, okay. I love you, question mark. I support dot you. One thousand percent. Am with you always. You will go down in history as the absolute best president ever. And there's a photo of it, of her, Diana, uh, with a hat she's wearing uh, that says, I am a Trump girl. Here, I'll show you that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And then immediately after that post, there's another post underneath it from the same account, a Trump girl. 
Diana, at a Trump girl, died unexpectedly a few hours after posting this last tweet. Excuse me? President Trump, I'm her husband, and I thank you for making the last two years great again. Oh, that Fuck. is so depressing. <laughs> Oh I mean, listen, first of all, we have no idea if she actually died, but if she did, it was definitely from stepping on a rake oh my um, God. or falling into a hole. No, it's the government that got her. Yeah. Oh, the fluoride in the water finally yeah. seeped in. So you, yeah, this is horrifying whether it's real or it's fake. Yeah. It's it's like, obviously, if it's real, it's it's horrifying that, you know, people are like, oh, my Wait. wife died, but I'm going to post for her. I'm going to post for my wasn't there some wife. Wasn't there some, yeah, some centrist guy? like Kurt Eichenwald's uh, wife, after he got uh, spammed with gifts that uh, were like really flashy to, yeah. to trigger an epileptic seizure, mm -hmm. um, his wife took over his account. She to, did. She had to, to narc on everyone. Listen, when I have an epileptic seizure, I can only hope that my wife knows me well enough to immediately get on Twitter and start posting as me. Yeah, and then <laughs> Kurt's large adult sons are gonna beat everyone too. They're, they've identified everyone's uh, IP addresses. I'm terrified, but yeah, that this is such a classic move where you you do a post and then you do like. Like a dramatic follow-up to the post. Yeah. <laughs> you do a post and you die. And then your husband takes over your account right. to let the president know yeah. that she might have died, but it's fine. Yeah, like, she, she might have died because of you. She right. slipped on a MAGA hat um, in her <laughs> kitchen and just smashed her head against the counter. Yeah. Awful. It was, it was gently placed there by an Antifa fascist, of course. An Antifa terrorist. She applied a Trump sticker to uh, her uh, exhaust pipe and uh, killed herself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's fine. She didn't do it on purpose. It's it's fine because her husband's controlling the account now. So <laughs> and he's still thanking the president, this cuck ass bastard. He's like, Thank yeah. you, Mr. President, for killing my wife. <laughs> yeah. My wife died because she loved you too much. God but that's it. fine. Dude, she just died of a big heart, you know? I wanna talk about Jordan Sather. It's yeah. like he it's like he talks about like, oh, I'm losing followers and they aren't getting as much engagement and and stuff. And, you know, they're obviously there might be a million reasons for that. There, you know, Twitter might be purging bots. His content might just suck. You yeah. Know? All he has to do yeah. is go back to Fiverr and pay a Pakistani like five bucks exactly. again to get his 10,000 followers again. It's yeah. not hard. It's I, nonsense. Most accounts like his have like super high following count. So they're fucking, they're doing growth hacking anyways. Yeah, Charlie and, Kirk, you mean? Yeah, every single- Follows like 700,000 people. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they fucking, and then, and then you know, like all the boomers give them follow backs. But what they these people are is literally just little white vaudeville grandchildren. That's what they are. Their entire fucking shtick is like, I'm your grandchild if he was nice and he played into your current anger. Um, they're, they're just little play children. Makes That's me right. sad. It's the Grandma's little, Nice Little Boy Show. That's it. Mm -hmm. Grandma's Nice Little Boy Show. That is the majority of all these dudes. Uh, ben Shapiro is that. <laughs> Charlie right. Kirk is that. So on September 12th, uh, the QAnon community suffered what they thought was an instance of big tech censorship. On Reddit, uh, the subreddit, Our Great Awakening was banned. And uh, we cover this more in depth on episode 7, uh, QAnon Anonymous. It's called the, the Great Reddit Bans of 2018. With, uh, with Jared Holt. With Jared Holt. And uh, this was a big blow to the QAnon community. Community. And so here's how Q reacted to that particular incident. Content violations? Stay strong. Stay together. The censorship will fail. Those they attack the most are the biggest threat. Expect Twitter slash Facebook force next. 
AJ template was designed to attack slash censor QAnon primary objective. So yeah, that, that last line, uh, AJ template was designed to attack censor QAnon primary objective. So what Q is referring to here is oh. uh, the instance where Alex Jones was deplatformed all over the place on iTunes and Twitter. And he was saying that Alex Jones was just sort of uh, the route to get to QAnon. QAnon's next, and soon all QAnon uh, people are going to be banned from all social media. Well, it, it says a lot that like almost all roads on the right pass through Alex Jones. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. After after he was banned, especially from iTunes, which was you know p- partly uh, uh, due to the great work by friend of the show Jared Holt. Um, the, yep. um, there was this a, a little anxiety, like no one really wanted to defend Alex Jones. No, like, and, no, and, no, but no. at the same time, they, they just want to say like, if he's first, then who's next? But they yeah, don't want to be like. First, they came for Alex Jones. Totally, and I did not speak out because I don't believe that psychic pedophile vampires are controlling the planet. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. It's the classic. It's yeah. the same as the Nazis, guys. Well, you will regret it later. <laughs> yeah. And then September twenty ninth, two thousand eighteen, Q drop. Q said this. Twitter has been given the green light to blanket censor all content deemed to threaten their survival. Election. Goog. Facebook will follow. Expect comms blackout attempt. POTUS Twitter. Um, I think we can all agree that during the election of Donald Trump, what came out is how good the right was and his campaign was at using Twitter in incredibly legal ways and spending millions of dollars. Why? It just doesn't doesn't fit. Yeah, it, it, Hillary sucked ass at using these platforms. Yeah, I mean, she unironically she was really bad at it. Yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> like <laughs> she yeah. Pokemon go to the polls. Like she, she did was. all the stupidest possible stuff. I know. I know that uh, under no circumstances you got to hand it to him. But but Trump is just an incredible <laughs> shit poster. Just, yeah, uh, he's, it's he's true. A classic of all time. He is a fucking troll. QAnon people, they really really love memes. <laughs> they don't think these are like silly things. They think they're like weapons of war. Hell yeah. And uh, and so and, and uh, November second, two thousand. Technically, they literally were in Myanmar, but <laughs> that's well, <laughs> yeah, well. What? How, how so? Well, I actually well, want to hear this. Well, Facebook was partially responsible for um exacerbating the genocide in burma yeah yeah against the uh the the muslims there yeah and they used fake information and spreading fake information to justify the deaths in those in those villages where they would just like literally send in attack helicopters this is actually this this is going to be part of QAnon in like two three days like i'm sure he's on it dude he really well he really happened like a while ago but oh um, damn it well sometimes he's a little late to the party but like you you gotta trust the plan man he's gonna take care of addressing this so in that instance i'm just saying memes were literally a weapon of war that's true fair enough i mean but they can't be the sole weapon of war right they have to be accompanied with people with guns actually going and killing the people yeah yeah (laughs) but i'm just saying like imagine if henry kissinger had memes dude (laughs) it would be i mean unstoppable yeah have you ever seen more effective you've never seen a country uh after it's been carpet bombed by memes (laughs) yeah (laughs) just flattened you haven't it's it's like it's like when genghis khan redirected a river over that one town that he hated really hard memes will do that yeah you. you just see the you see the google map of the country and it just has giant impact all caps letters mm. printed into yeah. it permanently like like minions space. there's just like so many minions <laughs> memes all over it saying stuff like oh liberals venezuela yeah but bottom it's, text it's carved out by agent orange just yeah. like fucking just using the country like a printer 
Wow, I didn't know that the QAnon podcast was so problematic as to uh, <clears throat> as to make make jokes at the expense of genocide. Wow, Gen- make jokes <laughs> at the expense of uh, of minions. We would never, we would never. Uh, Boomer listeners, we love minions, so don't think we're problematic. In a uh, November second, two thousand eighteen, Q drop. Q said this: There is a reason why we encourage memes so much. <laughs> there is a reason why we came here to drop. Oh my God. There is a reason why they are all working overtime to build code to censor and defend against memes regarding read drops, re memes. I can't get over how seriously they take these memes, especially since, you know, I'm like in my mid thirties. And when I first heard about internet memes, it was like pictures of a cat with goofy sayings over it. It was was the evolution of hang in there. Yeah. And like, you don't have to be crazy to work here. It just helps. Yeah. They're goofy jokes. And like, it it was sort of like, you know, audience, everyone can sort of make their own. They're simple to make. It was fun. And the, but these people are talking about like, like memes, like they're a battlefield supply line. We We need our memes, all the memes we can get. You know, in the past you needed giant corporations like Bayer or IBM to provide the infrastructure uh, for Genizad. But then when they launched the first thing where it's like, here's how you can put impact font directly onto a photo really easily. They didn't know that that was the weapons of war being armed. The thing I always am shocked by is how collectivist these people are, right? Um, I mean, this is basically agitprop this is basically agitative propaganda that is crowdsourced and it is somewhat effective especially with our current uh, level of education in the united states Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. everyone's brains are completely rotten either as a consequence of you know consumerism or as a consequence of uh, just the fluoride in the water who knows that's Um, what it is it could be either or um but but it is in the end of the day it is effective it is collectivized, uh, agitated propaganda being I mean, spread. Where we go one, we go all could be a socialist statement. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's always shocking to me that like all of these guys, including like Jordan Peterson, who uh, very openly rails against any instance of collective action uh, after the civil rights movement, um, because that's too problematic. The last, that was the would, last good one. They yeah. all agree because yeah. they can't possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's like too problematic to say anything uh, th- that goes beyond that point. Um, but uh, but they, they turn into Marxist revolutionaries that want to democratize the workplace whenever someone gets banned off of like Patreon for saying the N-word with a hard R. It's true, it's, yeah. This is a real story, by the way. Yeah. This is shocking to me. You, if we turned all the factories into N-word factories, I think they would actually defend communism. Yeah, yeah. no, literally. <laughs> like, the only output that we had was just uh, shit posters who, yeah. who want to send death threats to feminists. Well, uh, if they keep exporting jobs, my dude, I think that that will be the only export of America by 2024. <laughs> just memes. Hell future. So that's really the key to sort of understanding why they're so humorless about social media and why they fear censorship so much. Uh, they think they're digital soldiers engaging in regular warfare instead of shit posters who post about insane bullshit mm-hmm. and thinking that they deserve a purple heart for getting a 12 hour suspension on Twitter. We all know that, that we are the only ones who deserve that. That's true. We're, that's the, true. we're the good guys. I've never been suspended on Twitter. It has yet to happen. I wish it'll happen one of these days. You know, because we, uh, we, of course, talk about you know, uh, things that don't threaten the current status quo, things like, I don't know, reorganizing our economic structure in a way that makes more sense, that, that yields more egalitarian outcomes, is actually not threatening 
to the status quo, like someone um, sending out a, a Despacito, a Despicable Me meme about yeah. how millennials are eating uh, condoms and, and <laughs> snorting Tide Pods. <laughs> I love to eat condoms. So now we're going to take a, a little gander uh, into the broader right-wing take on censorship and why. So on July 26, 2018, Trump took to Twitter to complain about shadow banning. He said, Twitter shadow banning. Prominent Republicans. Not good. We will look into this discriminatory and illegal practice at once. Many complaints. But how did the president come up with the term shadow banning? Because that's, that's too gamer for him. I, I don't know. It just doesn't sound uh, right. Well, unfortunately, we have Vice News to thank uh, for, for him saying that. Uh, they did a story on July 25th where they used the term to refer to prominent Republicans who they claimed were having their visibility reduced on Twitter, specifically in the search results. They framed it as deliberate despite not providing any evidence. Vice claimed shadow banning was occurring to professional Donald Trump cosplayer Donald Trump Jr. and James O'Keefe, the man who dressed in a pimp outfit to discredit Acorn, a community-based organization that advocated for low- and moderate-income families by working on neighborhood safety, voter registration, health care, affordable housing, and other social Disgusting. issues. I mean, I'm just so glad that the Democrats, you know, didn't have a spine and shut down this disgusting organization when they were called out by literally a guy in a pimp costume um, who now gets a voice and to sit at the table. But actually, the supposedly shadow banned morons uh, did show up in search results, just not in the auto-populated search bar. Before Vice News, nobody had called this shadow banning, which usually referred to a user's content becoming invisible to everyone except themselves. In the original meaning of the term, the user doesn't even know that this has happened to them. They keep posting memes about Killary and nobody else sees them. So Vice used the term, and then what? Trump doesn't usually read Vice. Well, enter Breitbart and Infowars. They use the story as proof of what they'd been claiming for a long time, that the best and brightest on the right were being silenced by technocratic liberals like Jack Dorsey, who they described as being on the left despite his politics not quite lining up with that claim. <laughs> Then James O'Keefe did a big boy video again, this time supposedly capturing a Twitter employee admitting to the practice of shadow banning. Of course, his videos are heavily edited and tend to exclude context and omit leading questions, etc. Uh, as is common these days, it didn't matter. O'Keefe's disingenuous muckraking video gave the right a huge hard-on, and Twitter then told Fox News that his video was deceptive and underhanded. So what were the changes that prompted the original misframed Vice article and subsequent pageant of outrage? Well, here's from Twitter's own statement on the matter. We do not shadow ban. You're <laughs> always able to see the tweets from the accounts you follow. We do rank tweets and search results. Okay, so followers can see the accounts, but maybe they won't pop up as much on their timelines or in their searches. Why might that be? Well, Twitter has a policy about, quote, bad faith actors, which they say, quote, intend to manipulate or detract from healthy conversation. So what counts as a healthy conversation for Twitter? According to Twitter, three things. Be a Nazi. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, Post about Himmler nonstop. Okay. <clears throat> One, specific account properties that indicate authenticity, uh, e.g. whether you have a confirmed email address, how recently your account was created, whether you uploaded a profile image, etc. Two, what actions you take on Twitter, for example, who you follow, uh, who you retweet, etc. And three, how other accounts interact with you, for example, who mutes you, who follows you, who retweets you, who blocks you, etc. Twitter then went on to say, quote, we know this approach is working because we see fewer abuse reports and spam reports, which to me that that just means you've successfully like protected people from seeing things they don't like. 
because people now report stuff for nothing. I mean, I saw a campaign, I saw a conversation on poll trying to to get people to go to your Twitch to go report you. Oh, they do that all the time. Yeah. But, but what they don't realize is that I'm a, a verified partner because I'm a leftist, of course, and, and yeah. Amazon uh, is is uh, owns Twitter. I, I, I'm sorry, Amazon owns Twitch. And as you all know, as Candace Owens correctly pointed out in an interview with Russell Brand, yeah. that Jeff Bezos is a socialist. He's a socialist. Everyone knows so, that. So that's why Jeff yeah. Bezos doesn't care. And he's like, no, it's totally fine. We're allowing socialists to exist on the platform. The funny thing is, from all reports, uh, the the kind of like work rooms and factories that Amazon uses uh, are socialist in the way that Candace Owens thinks so of socialism, like Stalin-esque kind of like work labor camps and shit. So they do really probably think that even though the guy has designed the entire thing just to enrich himself. So you're saying Candace Owens is a dengus. China is uh, China is actually a pure socialist state. And they're oh. only they're only hiding their power levels by the existence of having billionaires. But eventually, because the econ once the economy gets to a, a certain no. point, mm -hmm. everyone's gonna have equal share of everything. Yeah, which um, would suck. We all agree yeah. that's awful. You know, although I don't think conservatives are being targeted, I'm also not convinced by Twitter's response here. Uh, I don't trust them at all to be the arbiters of good or bad faith actors. Uh, it sounds way too similar to civility politics uh, for me, like, oh, the, the people will have the best reach will be just the centrists. They won't piss off as many people. Not as many people will, will complain about them because they're inoffensive and kind of neutered in their political argument. Yeah, like Everyone else will Mike get complained Cernovich, about. Who, who Jack, <laughs> who is a leftist, obviously follows. Yeah. Mike Cernovich, centrists to some, leftists to others, um, pro-rape to all. Uh, he's still he's still up there. But are right-wing or even far-right-wing voices systematically being silenced on Twitter? Well, a quick glance shows that David Duke is still on Twitter. He denies the Holocaust, promotes anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, and was literally the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. You'd think he'd be the first against the wall. Not so. In fact, he has multiple daily posts with plenty of likes and retweets on his anti-Semitic messages that include words in triple parentheses and the term Lugenpress, a German word for, quote, lying press, which was used by the Nazis to claim they were being unfairly depicted in the Jewish, communist, and foreign press. And we all know how that turned out. Education for Libs, a.k.a. Dylan Wheeler <laughs> of Premium Episode 4 fame, remains on Twitter with hundreds of thousands of followers and healthy engagement, uh, despite claiming that Michelle Obama is a man, Hillary Clinton is a Satanist that drinks child's blood, and that it's morally justified to use deadly force on the migrant caravan. Cool. I feel educated. Yeah. Just by you recapping some of his greatest hits, I feel more educated now. Premium Episode 4 actually sees us dive into a police report uh, on young Dylan before he had fully uh, gone to, to the right when he was still like a weird mix of like Alex Jones and Noam Chomsky uh, and also and also like a okay. kind of suburban white hip hop guy who oh no who was yeah, suicidal and cut and mm. cut his own wrist and had his friends call the cops the cop showed up female cop he punched her in the face after showing her his dick uh, like there's you know, and now he's like cosplaying as like a kind of good Christian boy who who still makes claims of like, you know, satanic pedophilia and shit. But it's good old wholesome Christian stuff that was in the Bible. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he killed the migrants with the with the <laughs> lethal force is yeah. totally justifiable. I love it when the cops show up and I pull down my pants and I say, who wants to party? Uh, <laughs> and then I punch the cop in the face, but she doesn't shoot me because I'm white. Uh, and I get to go and make an awesome Twitter account that has like 400,000 followers and claim that Hillary is a, is a fucking Satanist, and I still get to stay on Twitter. That's fucking rad. Um, it also doesn't really show any kind of, you know, uh, conspiracy to silence these people. 
Uh, although he he does constantly claim like the, I think the account is about to be shut down. If this is my last tweet, you know, like that kind of shit. He 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 definitely pedals in that. Also, Stefan Moliner is still online too. He's got a huge following and openly muses about race science. Recently, he took a trip to Poland, which has become a thirst trap for neo-Nazis due to its recent mainstreaming of their far-right movement. And after his little vacation, Stefan said, quote, I am an empiricist, and I could not help but notice that I could have peaceful, free, easy, civilized, and safe discussions in what is essentially an all-white country. He just couldn't help but notice it. You're right. I, I awesome. always notice that when I'm with like You're three right. or four white friends. I'm like, God, Guys, this has been a good conversation. You know who I want out of the country? <laughs> I'm an empiricist, so I made sweeping you know, generalizations based upon yeah. one vacation. Yeah. Well, like, that's, that's, yeah. That's Everybody science. knows that empiricists usually look at anecdotes. Yeah, right. that's, that's exactly the definition. You need a sample size of one if you yeah. want to be a good empiricist. Yeah. God, people are so stupid, dude. <laughs> Mike Cernovich is also still on Twitter. Huge head scratcher on him. He he had used Twitter to organize harassment campaigns against multiple people, accusing them of being pedophiles with no evidence. Cernovich has also openly advocated for rape and even worse, has repeatedly subjected us to pictures of his tiny blue pinhead eyes sunk into his lifeless, fleshy skull. Gorilla mindset, baby. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, they're all still on there. Like, it's a fucking... It, it's a murderer's row of, like, just the yeah. worst right-wing insane people that would be a hundred percent just offline in germany well who's to say that mike cernovich is bad for <laughs> executing targeted harassment campaigns on people he deems pedophiles without no evidence yeah. when the other side is advocating for for universal health care or medicare for all that's yeah those two point. are those two are are equally murderous and yeah. violent and and yeah. illegal yeah um, so, you know, some people think that, uh, healthcare is the same. So it uh, is advocating yeah. for healthcare is the same as that. So they yeah. should stay. I'm a reasonable centrist. Everybody loves debate. Um, so Hassan, did you notice your account or TYT's account suffering from any of what we just described? Like, what's your take on this debacle? I mean, I can't speak for TYT. I don't know about like our YouTube metrics or whatever, but I was responsible for our entire Facebook operations for the past couple of years now and, and grew it to a sizable, uh, um, you know, sizable audience, uh, including then uh, started my own Facebook page, which then also grew to, uh, I believe, uh, 600,000 uh, followers yeah. at this point. Yeah, we were and looking forward when you post a link to this uh, episode. Yeah, so there was, well, don't, <laughs> because the point I was going to make is that Facebook is very, very tricky with yeah, their algorithm. They, they are. They constantly shut it off. They constantly turn it on. They're and, awful. Yeah, and it's it's certainly, I mean, I've never been a big believer in, like, the free market, uh, which I think is a myth regardless, but... Um, but it's certainly not a free market on Facebook. Uh, it's, it's not a free market, uh, exchange of ideas at all. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, you are, you're, you're basically a slave to the algorithm. Yeah. And there's actually like a permanent rating for your page that you'd never get to see. And if you've partook, t partaken in particular actions, like they will demote your page and you will be, I guess, the equivalent of what yes. normal people would call shadow ban. But it has mostly to do with... Writing um, about Israel and writing about Black Lives Matter, two things that I covered extensively when, when yeah. you know, especially around the time when uh, when there was those massive protests at the border Yeah. Uh, after Trump decided to move the uh, U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. Yeah. And uh, all of those videos got censored. Every single one of those videos yeah. got censored, like literally censored. Not I'm not just saying this because like I thought the view counts were much lower, like 30,000 yeah. versus, you know, 2 million on, a, on any yep. given regular video. 
but it actually said, hey, this video features graphic content. Another video that was censored for was <clears throat> a friend of mine's uh, Al Jazeera Plus video uh, that she did about socialism. No violent depictions, no violent imagery whatsoever, nothing. Just talking about what's the deal with socialism. But that's just an, that's just one of the two sides for them, and that is an extreme of one side in these people's minds. But like describing a political theory was enough to be banned. Yeah. Uh, the ones that they banned of mine about Black Lives Matter protests or uh, different protests from around the country or, or like police extrajudiciously killing black people like they normally tend to do, uh, that sort of coverage is, is essential. And they oftentimes censor it after yeah. it's a specific point. The Israel-Palestine stuff was immediate. Like mm -hmm. it was immediate. No one, no one saw those videos. Yeah, there's, I mean, unless you're paying for it, you're not going to be putting out your videos. Even if you have uh, hundreds of thousands of followers, uh, I work, like I've worked for companies trying to grow their Facebook or whatever. And it it's, it's pay for play, like pure pay for play. It doesn't matter uh, if you're a media platform, unless you're one of those like deep partner, like media platforms. I think there's like a few that they were like the early ones that signed the kind of embedded news stuff so like when facebook was really trying to become the main outlet for news right. very early there were like some of the bigger ones that had deals and they just kind of stayed on but yeah of course like if the if the entire perception is like on one side we have aj plus and the young turks and on the other side we have info wars if you treat those as like two parts of a normal debate then your your algorithms are not going to be smart like they're that's yeah. just it's such it doesn't make any fucking sense well here's another thing about facebook um, they, so all of the pressure that outside forces, uh, put on Facebook worked, um, including people like Diamond Silk giving these like crazy testimonies in con congressional hearings where they were testifying about why they took $5,000 from Paul Nalen, for example, mm -hmm. <laughs> who is a, who is now we know is a Nazi or we did even back then, but everyone yeah. thought I was being a silly liberal and hysterical. And in those meetings, or even in the meetings where anytime like any social media executive sits in front of Congress, Ted Cruz will get up and, and become this like big trust buster, anti-corporate Republican who uh, exclusively talks about freedom of speech. And it actually worked. Facebook ended up, I believe, working with the Heritage Foundation and uh, in, in, yeah, in getting consultation from them on tweaking the algorithm. Yeah. Now, Kevin Ruse for The New York Times has been tracking this sort of stuff uh, fairly regularly off of CrowdTangle. And um, looking at uh, any given news uh, story that's important for the week. And the top 10 search results are always Daily Wire, like Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Uh, not InfoWars, obviously, anymore because it's gone. But uh, Daily Caller, yeah. um, Tucker Carlson. It's always the top 10. Like the top seven is always populated mm -hmm. with uh, right wing, like far right to right wing um, commentators. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it does also speak to the demographic, I think on Facebook and the fact that when you look at like cable news, you're probably going to see an overlap of people who are still hanging out on Facebook and using that as their main platform and people who are still watching shit like Fox News. And as we all know, Fox News is the biggest cable network. So it's like extremist thought is like the mainstream thought for that, I think for that demographic. Um, but it's true that they have an immense amount of control. And also, I mean, just recently we did see like Facebook double down and, and try to, instead of fix what they were doing, they tried to fix the PR issue, you know, by hiring people who were spreading anti-Semitic conspiracy theories or seeding anti-Semitic. You mean uh, Pod Save America? <laughs> <laughs> So 
So what do you what do you think of the development of victim culture on the right? I mean, this seems like a thing that they constantly are accusing the left of, they've but now had it. there's they've, so yeah. much complaining. There's always they've always had it. The entirety yeah. of reactionary right uh, wing politics centers around like the cultural elements center around how people getting civil liberties is somehow infringing on their personal freedoms. I mean, white people have been uh, screaming about the civil rights movement. Evangelical Christians have been screaming about the LGBT community being able to uh, get married. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> how does that take away? anything from your personal freedom well it's in the middle, I'm, a, I'm eating a churro my eighth of the day at disneyland and then i look over and i see an incredibly well-dressed man with really nice ass holding another man's hand how am I, and i feel queasy for about five seconds before my next churro and i say something rude to my wife that's yeah. unacceptable yeah, I mean, th that's what I mean, though. Like, it's always it's always about victimhood. What r the right wing does really well is project for almost everything. They project so effectively and they take over they take over all pathways of communication and they flood the marketplace yeah. with their ideas and reframe that entire conversation. Yeah. Uh, for example, what's the classic anti-Semitic conspiracy theory? Billionaire, shadowy, mega donor, George mm -hmm. Soros is funding all of these uh, protests. Well, who does that actually? Like George Soros is a liberal in the end of the day. He's not a socialist. He's a fucking billionaire, right? Yeah. Who does that? The Koch brothers do yep. that. Like uh, Sheldon Adelson does that. The like Waltons. The Waltons. Yeah, they they actually do this. Does George Soros participate in this somewhat? Sure, absolutely. But is George Soros representative of the left? Of course not. And he's far outweighed by forces on the right that, yeah. that stack billions. But more importantly than that, they always talk about activist judges. Well, what the fuck is the Federalist Society? Like yeah. that is literally a, a, a pipeline. What the fuck is is not allowing Obama to put up a judge and then jamming through Kavanaugh? Except yeah. Well, I mean, putting in an activist judge. Yeah, that's that's precisely what the Federalist Society does. Like they have created a pipeline from um, from like all these waspy dipshits at Notre Dame uh, to 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 go immediately into these like skull and bone society style robe wearing uh, anti LGBT anti civil liberties for everyone on positions in lower yeah. courts and then all the way up to the Supreme Court. That's yeah. literally what activist judges are. Yep, it's all bullshit. It's all projection. Yeah, and we should never concede. One hundred percent. Love it. There's been a lot of discussion about our political class hanging out with each other despite profound differences. Uh, Michelle Obama giving George Bush a mint and writing very nice things about him recently uh, and politically opposed hosts sitting together for drinks after like a heated debate on CNN or Fox News or something like that. Did you hang out with Charlie Kirk after Politicon and did you spill salsa <laughs> on his new sneakers? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, no. Um, Charlie's tried to reach out to me in the past and like get a drink and whatever. But um, I, but I think that's because he's one young and two, he's already a part of like the mainstream media culture. Yeah. And and I've seen this uh, with my own two eyes. I never actually knew how terrible this was behind closed doors when I went to the White House Correspondents Dinner weekend and when we did counter programming last year. D.C. is literally the worst place on the planet. It, it is it is genuinely the most evil place on the planet. You feel it when you walk into D.C. Uh, to any given establishment where people from the left and the right are are getting together and, and, and grabbing drinks and whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw Kellyanne Conway and, and uh, Michael Avenatti and Anthony Scaramucci at a party and everyone was gushing to Jeez. talk to all of them because yeah, they yeah. are all just celebrity figures yeah. um, to them. They mm -hmm. only care about... Uh, their social status. They don't necessarily care about anything that they're saying. These people are all amoral and they're all performing their act. Yeah, uh, they want to stay in the ecosystem. Yeah, they know that they have a place. Uh, uh, they they know that they have uh, specific lines that they have to read when they're on 
a TV. No. I, it, it's not as nefarious or like as as organized as I'm making it seem. It's not like a conspiracy theory. They just don't give a shit because they're rich. They're rich and they know that they can get richer by playing their part in the system. Yeah. But all of these other uh, brain dead uh, uh, boomers that that watch Fox News genuinely think that these people are. I mean, and, and I exclude Tucker Carlson from this conversation because I genuinely think he is a white nationalist who's yep. hiding his power levels. Yep. Um, but but everyone else is just doing their part. Wait, was that a Dragon Ball Z reference? Uh, it's a 4chan slash Dragon Ball Z reference. Yes. Nice. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nazi like alt right will say like, oh, I'm hiding my power levels before like red pilling people. Damn. That's what fascists do. Usually. They all think they're Vegeta, but. Yeah, but they don't. They forget that Vegeta switched sides, and Vegeta's a socialist. Yeah, well, I mean, wasn't Hitler a socialist? Owned, <laughs> wrecked, got him. Oh, so, he called himself a socialist. The truth is here. Yeah, and uh, his name is Hassan. Hassan, you're the youngest Turk. Do you fear that the network might be called TOT in five years? Dude, Jenk is already old as shit. Like, if <laughs> yeah. they're not calling it the Old Turks uh, at that point, at this point, um, then no. Um, you heard it here. You can call them tater tots. Uh, you went from a somewhat behind-the-scenes role with TYT to being very much front-facing. How has that transition been? I love it. I mean, I always wanted to do this. Uh, I always wanted to create uh, my own show at TYT even before I started working there. And I got the opportunity to do that because the organization was somewhat mismanaged as far as like uh, allowing uh, people to create content. I just took advantage of like a supply closet and started writing stuff and, and it took off. And Nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's You're referring to the breakdown, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Well, everyone should go check that out for sure. Uh, in recent years, we've seen a collapse of credibility for the mainstream media channels. This has given rise to alternative ways of having the world explained to us. It means some positive things like TYT and Chapo have been elevated, but it's also meant Infowars becoming more prevalent and QAnon capturing the imagination of a sizable segment of the population. What do you think of this development and where do you think the American media landscape is heading? The American media landscape is terrible because uh, the right, and it's, it's, it's almost uh, analogous to to the American political landscape, which is that the right in keeps increasing their mania, keeps advocating for the most insane and violent legislation they could possibly, uh, and, and the most cruel things that they could possibly say or do. Uh, whereas the left, and I, I don't mean this as like the actual left, I mean liberals, who I would yeah. regard as conservatives themselves, mm -hmm. um, keep trying to uh, keep trying to, uh, to to keep the entire operation together mm -hmm. as though the other side is full of reasonable actors yeah. who just have a difference in opinion when yeah. a difference in opinion would be sure let's say a difference in opinion is I, I don't want to give uh, people uh, free health care because I'm a cruel person and I don't care if poor people die that's sure that's a violent difference in opinion but a difference in opinion isn't um, you know, these migrants, these we should gas these migrants. It's fine. Yeah. It's just nacho. I could put it on my nachos and yeah, eat the migrants. Gas. Migrants being dirty is not a, an opinion. There's no yeah. logic there. There's no yeah. There's no. It, it's not. <laughs> it's not like a different. It is a technically. It is a different opinion. Yeah. But it's it's it goes far beyond uh, uh, just uh, having like a rational, reasonable debate with someone. And yet, people who are free speech absolutists, like Glenn Greenwald, even uh, still frequently. Uh, uh, make it seem as though like these people should uh, keep uh, their platforms, uh, which they were handed to by other wealthy billionaires who uh, know that that this sort of messaging is incredibly successful in yeah. in um, you know focusing the masses' attention on things that are 
completely irrelevant to the actual economic realities that they're suffering under. Did you manage in that conversation at Politicon to, to actually at some point get Charlie to t tell you where the money was coming from for TPUSA? Oh, he freaked the fuck out and he started screaming about how he lives like a capitalist every day. And that, uh, you know, he's he's funded that... by the grassroots of this country, which is Foster Freeze and the Koch brothers. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I, his, his rage on that stage was uh, something something else. I have to say it gave me a little bit of pleasure just to see him completely unravel like that because I'll be honest, if I'm sitting on um, a good point that is backed by a kind of coherent moral vision of the world, I probably wouldn't get that fucking jumped up. I'd be like, yeah, these people are bad actors. I'm just going to lay back and make my point, you know? But yeah. he, um, he wanted Cenk to, <laughs> to really answer for it. Uh, all right, so too bad. We uh, are still waiting to find out who uh, who bankrolls TPUSA. Uh, if you know, just write, write on in and we'll have you on the show. It seems like in our polarized political moment, civility no longer applies. Uh, certainly what the boomers are complaining about. Despite the older talking heads, you know, who made their names on CNN, MSNBC and Fox News, younger media personalities seem to be okay with being a little ruder to each other or even using Twitch and playing video games all day. Yeah, civility is bullshit. Like I've, yeah. I've said this uh, from day one. What what's civil about? What's civil about a child dying in in poverty? You know what I mean? Especially when we are the wealthiest country on the planet. What's what's civil or or polite about? Um, you know, uh, having a discussion about whether poor people uh, should have to go back to uh, a lifetime of indentured servitude just so that they can have access to a dollar and forty meals per day. Like mm -hmm. uh, this is insane. There's no, there's nothing there's nothing civil about uh, a lot of the policies that both the Democrats and the Republicans back. Yeah, there's, there's nothing civil about it. And as a matter of fact, I think civility is holding us back. It's it's the biggest issue. It's one of the biggest issues uh, that's holding back the 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 working class of Americans from actually uh, realizing uh, yeah. where the issue is. Uh, and and we're you know we're having a conversation about semantics rather than. Uh, an actual conversation about how we can make the lives of Americans better. Right. And so, like, what is the kind of best version of an uncivil future that 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 could mean something? Is it really that discussion at this point no longer is relevant and action really is what's important? Discussion is still relevant. I, I even think that, that what I'm doing on Twitch is still uh, decent because, like, I get the opportunity to play with these other massive professional uh, video game athletes and stuff like that that, that, have, an a that have access to 20,000, 30,000 concurrent viewers. Uh, the point I was going to make is that um, talking to these people uh, about socialism or even in, like, alternate, uh, like, <laughs> economic theory that they may not have been exposed to ever, and that's deliberate, of course, here in America, yeah. especially, yeah. is is um, it opens their mind, especially if they have a lot of empathy, especially if they have a lot of compassion. Uh, and and uh, gamers, or at least Twitch streamers, have very little alienation from labor because they're freaking doing exactly what they wanted to do. Right. You know what I mean? So it's easy to to show them, and and they usually don't get their start that way. They usually get their start as like you know flipping burgers or yeah, whatever, doing awful so, shit. Yeah. Uh, so they understand that that is a future. Uh, that that we could afford to every single human being uh, yeah. a life of dignity and uh, the, those sorts of conversations are are really productive because obviously these people aren't going to get bread pilled like uh, overnight they're not going to turn into freaking uh, communists or they're not going to go in and uh, like buy a copy of the communist manifesto but if i can make this conversation as entertaining and as educational as possible and even get them to start questioning 
the the uh, the reality that is in front of them that that this is an inherently exploitative system that um, they probably will never achieve that American dream that was sold to them as a lie. Uh, then then that's good. Like you need to start somewhere uh, as far as um, as far as building class consciousness. Yeah. So that sort of discussion, that sort of dialogue is still important. Another thing I will say is debates are important as well still, especially if you are capable of dunking on these people. I, I talked to Ann Coulter on a Fox News affiliate show recently. How was uh, that? It was a couple months ago. It was awesome. It, it's so obvious that she's never actually faced like a, a socialist or a leftist at all who can push back and be like, yeah, I don't care when Obama did this shit either. Yeah, that sucked. We yeah. talked about how it sucked. Right. It's obvious that she hasn't talked to anyone who's studied the, the right-wing talking points because, again... Going back to the projection thing, everything that the right says is projection, including the NPC meme that they started, uh, because they literally follow yeah. the same dialogue options yeah. every single time. Mm -hmm. Venezuela, which is the most common one, yeah. like uh, it to all the way to, um, you know, how could you call yourself a socialist if you don't redistribute your wealth? Like yeah. these are... Um, well, how dare they tell you that your clothes look too nice for a socialist? Yeah, that these are all like uh, these are all easily debunked talking points. Lenin fucking had beautiful clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the that's it. You have to be starving and poor in order to be socialist. Like, there's no other. Everyone knows no Lenin was a hype beast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lenin fucked. Okay. Um, but yeah, sorry. I don't know if I'm getting too serious. No, no, no. It's good. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is that discussion is still important because if you're capable of of dunking on these people, that absolutely works. Because Ben Shapiro made a career off of that. A lot yeah. of people like Steven Crowder made a career, uh, made incredibly successful videos by just going up to to uh, and engaging in disproportionate warfare with uh, hysterical college undergraduates in a, in a power dynamic right. that is so asymmetrical that anyone with more than three brain cells could absolutely look at that and go, what the fuck? It's just like a, a college freshman uh, asking you a question and you turning around and saying, no, that's not right. And then everyone in the room clapping like that's not you didn't dunk on anyone. No, yeah. <laughs> like and also like if if i were to kind of you know want to discuss with somebody i probably wouldn't choose the dumbest maga guy out there to like you know well, try I'm to saying fight we should i'm saying we should it's not gonna be that hard they come to my twitch all the time and they try right, to debate right. me and then i dunk on them and and the process is great but but during that process you find out that a lot of these conservatives are the same exact talking points because they're getting it from the same places yeah uh, of course it's yeah. either poll or either uh you know tucker carlson and fox news Everyone's disseminating the same kind of misinformation. People that watch that video, people that watch those debates, that look at what I'm countering with, now are equipped with the with the proper tools to deal with that sort of misinformation. Right. Uh, if they ever engage anyone else in in some form of discussion like that. Yeah. So I think, in that respect, I think uh, that these sorts of debates are productive. But we should still actively uh, engage in deplatforming Nazis. That's a given. One hundred percent. Of course. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, it seems like the right and the left doesn't even start with the same perception of reality. So it's very, it's kind of difficult to find common ground. Um, it seems like this is increasingly the case in popular discourse and no longer just the theater of news networks. And at the same time, it seems like there's a real need for a system to de-radicalize some of the younger people who are constantly getting red-pilled through all of these banal mechanisms. 
So, I mean, what do you think is the best way forward, if there is any? Like, you described bread pilling. I'm assuming that's kind of like a term used to... Yeah, I just red made pill- it up. Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard black pilling. I don't know if that's... No, no, no. That's black pilling, is that bad? white pilling. These are all uh, 4chan terms. Bread pilling, on the other hand, is just taking red pilling, the matrix, the popular matrix uh, concept that uh, the alt-right took over. Or sure. at least originally the, the pickup artist community and yeah, the that's right, right yeah. activist community took mm-hmm. over. Then the alt-right started using... And, and turning it into uh, um, radicalizing them uh, towards, uh, you know, a, a more Marxist perspective rather than one that focuses on this like weird in-group, out-group mentality yeah. of, of uh, this, this race or, or whatever, like superior race, superior genes that we should we should be uh, focusing on eugenics and, and all this other stuff when, you know, all of the white people, I mean, look around, go to, go to the South and and talk to some white people and then tell me if that's the master race. Um, (laughs) seriously, uh, they make great biscuits. I like bread pilling because it, it, um, it feels like a nod to, uh, how the beginning of the French revolution was uh, like all, all the, all the women getting pissed off about the rising cost of bread. And that actually formed a kind of a mob that then led into the French revolution. Of course, now we all just assume it's the dudes and stuff, but the original outrage was around bread stuff. So cool. Bread pilling. Let's do it. Oh, here we go. This is, this is the real dessert of the pot. If you got too serious, uh, before <laughs> now we're jumping in. So you recently had 4chan's infamous poll post about you asking what they should do about the threat of a handsome young socialist blue pilling people left and right. Uh, so first I wanted to read the post and then see what you had to say about some of these claims, uh, challenges and insults. I think this is, you know, we're speaking to debate here. Um, okay. So the original post was really amazing. So it's just a picture of you kind of looks like a like a linkedin profile pic or something like it doesn't no it's from my instagram it's from his instagram i'm, I'm giving the the fuck me eyes you know what i mean it's like yeah. they they luckily used a sexy photo of me i mean i yeah, guess they did i guess my instagram is carefully well, combed though and, it, that's by choice because they say should we be worried about this lad or his lad but i think they mean this lad six foot five 350 bench press 15 percent body fat Hard anti-fascist far leftist, extreme charisma. He's already on Twitch, blue pilling thousands a night. <laughs> Pretty soon, young Turks will be so far ahead of other outlets that there's no way we're ev- ever getting remotely close. The red pill as a society. List some thoughts on how to deal with this monstrosity. <laughs> so this this came out. So this came out because um, uh, the 4chan is is uh, talked about me before, especially the insult uh, uh, boards. I've talked about me and my skull measurements in the past um, yep. to try to figure out if I'm a chat or not. And yeah. uh, and, and in a weird way, they respect me more than others because like genetically I am superior, I guess, from their perspective because <laughs> yeah. I'm like tall and, yeah. and and work out a lot. You're not and, just some skinny Antifa punk. Yeah, and like have sex with women and stuff. So um, Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, when I can, um, <laughs> when I'm not Twitch streaming for 12 hours. But... <laughs> So because of that, they were, um, you know, they they were always in, they were always aware of me. But now I uh, I outed uh, PewDiePie and and Jared did some great work on this as well. Yeah. For um for promoting a a, a neo Nazi or an alt right uh, alt right guy's uh, video essays on his massive platform. Of oh 70, yeah. To, to his 76, uh, 77 million subscribers. And uh, that kind of all hell broke loose a little bit because ER was celebrated in the poll for being um, like a really skillful, crafty uh, guy who makes a lot of video essays. And then he like uh, puts in uh, anti-Semitic messaging in it. And, you know, he names and shames Jews. He literally puts like he he names the Jew on his like (laughs) Steven Universe essay. 
which Damn. is insane to me, which had 2 million views, and it was monetized on YouTube even after it was taken down originally once. Uh, so someone manually was like, no, this this video where you put up uh, photos of Sarah Silverman and, and um, you know, like Sumner Redstone and all of these other people and then put their Jewish names uh, if they're trying to hide their Jewish identity. Ah, yes, because um, they switched it so that Hollywood, yeah, which uh, is also controlled by the Jews, but then somehow also the Jews want to change their name to get further in Hollywood. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that is fine it should be monetized on the platform so we like found all this stuff <laughs> yeah and uh all hell broke loose so and, that's what pissed them off proper that's what pissed them off right. originally or that's what got them to pay start paying now attention like, close attention so now what do we do with them someone lied and said he's five foot eleven he's five bro, foot eleven bro so <laughs> i don't know what do you have to say to that claim i mean you guys know how tall i am in real life i'm, I'm six four but yeah. i'm not six five it says i'm six five yeah that. In that original post, but please, guys, please uh, knock him down one inch, but don't, not as far as five foot eleven. Yeah, uh, Hassan Piker obviously misspells your name. Only a true mutt can have a name like that. So, is it true that you are mixed blood? This is, I mean, so I, I am an Ottoman, I guess. <laughs> so, and I don't mean that in like the furniture sense. I mean that I'm I'm Turkish. <laughs> He and, means that, and, th that he likes to sometimes sub. And if yeah. a powerful woman needs to put her feet up... Yeah, I like to get crushed. Um, <laughs> I'm into crushing. No, I, 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 I am a mixture of, of all different sorts of like Middle Eastern and, and even Greek uh, ethnic backgrounds. Um, so I guess technically I'd be a mutt, but that's that's what Every everyone is. Every single one of these fuckers is all just European mutts. Yeah, yeah so... Just a variety of different European bloods mixed together. But yeah, my last name is actually Picard, which my grandfather chose oh, in 1923, yeah. I believe, in the, in the last name revolution and a bunch of other revolutions that took yeah. uh, that happened in Turkey. It's a pretty, um, pretty intense last name. It sounds like you're going to war, and then you name yourself Hassan the Hun just to double down on oh, the, yeah. uh, the invader, oh, yeah. the Ottoman invader. Oh yeah, of course. He's at the gates, and it seems like they've gotten the message because they're terrified um uh, another anonymous says i don't even think he is hetero desu also what is up with that these days i noticed a lot of buff gay guys at my gym <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he's gay and also man i've been noticing these dudes in my gym <laughs> yeah you know you know not like nazis love noticing things i yeah um, you know so this is probably another thing that they're just noticing they're yeah. like a lot of these fucking really hot guys at my gym i just want to fucking do I want to spot them or do I want to just wipe the sweat <laughs> off of their brow with my tongue? <laughs> Another anonymous says Alex Jones could kick his ass with a single glance. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I could probably roll Alex Jones downhill. He's a tomato. Yeah, I think he's a little buff. I think he's like he's got like old fat guy strength. Yeah, young, um, young, young Alex Jones was like a proper gym yeah, rat yeah i think um and jenk is the same way by the way uh he's very deceptive because you think he has like a double chin so you're like oh he's just a fat guy like no jenk yeah fuck dudes up okay right. and so and so and the I better battle Jones would be yeah jenk jenk and versus alex jones 100 i think jake would destroy alex jones uh, probably if they actually had like a serious fight yeah um I mean, the dude still bench presses like 225 uh, 10 times. Like, you can rep 225s yeah. for 10. Don't think Alex Jones can do that. But I will say... You guys say, should just switch. Instead of TOT, so switch to TRT, the Rip Turks. Yeah. The, and just go straight for it. Yeah. TRT. The Swole Turks. Testosterone replacement therapy, which is what I... Yeah, which is what we should be using. Yeah. Mandatory at TYT. So... No, but Alex Jones is like the dense fat guy. Yeah. Like, he's not just like, just fat. Oh, I think he could take me. 
you know, but yeah. that's not saying much because I don't think I've I've lifted a thing in a few years. My my <laughs> you entire, have a lot of knives though, so that dude, that's what I'm saying. I'd cut him up. <laughs> that's a very different approach. Uh, he did get caught. Like there was a, a live stream recently where some random guy in the street flipped him off, and then he had to chase him down. Yeah, you don't think that was like that was explosive? That, that was explosive muscle fibers in play. I saw that. That was athletic. Like the the yeah. way he like turned around and it's ran what? after. It's and like then, a Pokemon. Like but it was awkward you. because then he was like, oh, I'm filming myself. I can't assault someone because I'm literally like capturing the evidence that would be used against me. And so he gets up to me. He's like, oh, say what you got to say. And the guy's like, I already said it and flips him off again. It's just yeah. like, damn, he's just coward. The mainstream cowards, Tifa cowards coming in to my they, they can't tell me to my face what they want to say that they just said. <laughs> I, I just love that you would uh, think that anyone walking by in the street is just a mainstream guy. <laughs> Everyone's really mainstream to Alex Jones. Another anonymous says, He's probably a virgin. I think I've watched some video where Chank begs for Cali women to message his nephew on social media. Truly pathetic. Uh, did Chank ever beg women to message you? Because that sounds like a really cool uncle if he did. I, um, my uncle never was, has yeah, hooked me up like this. This was like back... Uh, don't even remember when it was i think it was like it was like 2012 or 2013 like nice. i'm in college yeah it's really embarrassing and then he like takes a photo of me and he's like hit him up ladies he's single and i'm like oh, oh yeah God. it's just you a can, classic you see how embarrassed guy. i am in my fucking yeah. face too and i'm like a child still i'm still a child now but back then yeah. i was definitely uh, even more of a child I, I love that, that that your uncle embarrassed you and then that that this guy's like dude that makes him a virgin like that i know virgins Confirm. yeah no, i know confirmed. virgins <laughs> uh okay so this guy has posted a photo of um uh from gangs of new york uh of the of big rabbit boss man with the crazy eyeballs uh and he's he wrote i saw a video of him talking about pewdiepie yesterday as you as you were mentioning and you can tell from his mannerisms and general demeanor that he's inevitably going to get wrapped up in some drug related or me too type controversy so he looked at you and he was like that dude is a drug addict and a rapist. Yeah, I'm I'm both simultaneously a virgin and a, and a drug addict rapist at the same time. Like I've never been around women, but also uh, yeah, yeah. You're also crazed on PCP and trying to tear off clothes. So yeah, it's just it's just four chan projection. What are you but, gonna do, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm 20, 5'11". Give me three months and some basic fighting advice, and I could kill him. <laughs> like yeah i can't do it now at all but man if you put me through some sort of like boot camp uh, yeah, or like my favorite part about that that goes unnoticed is basic fighting just basic fighting. just basic, basic. you know yeah. just like teach me how to punch dude yeah like i, I got him after that yeah like, what does he good. think is he just he think he's gonna find my address come to my house and and stand outside and go. I I challenge you to a duel with our yeah. uh, to a duel of fisticuffs. He's clutching his three month like uh, yeah. graduation like fucking yeah. diploma of like I've learned basic fighting. I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one. Uh, a Muslim Turk Zoolander with a hatred for the working class. That's a that's an amazing take. Self proclaimed yeah. male feminist, member of Antifa, and gamer. <laughs> Such a great list of things. It's just like so many contradictions. <laughs> yeah, this is hard to parse. Uh, he hates PewDiePie. He hates JonTron. He hates white people most of all. Too strong. Uh, too strong is a TYT uh, reference, I think. Like oh. TYT Army, too strong. So, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So this person is probably like one of those people who like started getting radicalized after Sam Harris was like, 
uh, you know, I'm not an atheist. I'm an anti-theist. But also, like, yeah. Muslims should be, you know, we, we should nuclear first strike Muslims yeah. if we want to. Because um, that'll preserve the future of the white race. Also, a Hollywood, a Muslim Turk Zoolander would be an amazing sequel. The second one sucked. So, you know, why not make a third one that's actually good by switching it to a, a, a Muslim... A Muslim. <laughs> Turk. Um, all right. So that's about it. I think you debated your way out of that. I feel really satisfied that you would actually kill that 20-year-old. Um, <laughs> we have uh, a couple of listener questions. Aaron T. wrote in to ask, what kind of LGBT stuff have you run into in the fever swamps? I mean, is that ever brought up? Conspiracy for or against? I'd imagine we'd be part of the child trafficking, but is there any gay Soros that they go after? Related, is there any LGBTQ-focused community, i.e. twinks for Q, Q daddies, etc.? So, so yeah, the uh, yeah the the attitude of the QAnon community to the LGBT community is not great. <laughs> let's say, shocking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty toxic. In fact, so uh, like one thing that uh, people in the QAnon community do pretty frequently is that they like to attack uh, like liberals. Uh, I think I think quite justifiably when they're like uh, hypocritical about the, like accusing people of being gay. Like, for example, yeah. uh, when Lindsey Graham was being obsequious towards Donald Trump and then yeah. people made stupid jokes about, like, Lindsey Graham being <clears throat> you know, closeted or yeah. being being gay for Trump. That was before he became, like, the rage version of himself that he showed during the Kavanaugh trial, and then now he's a Chad. Yes. And so uh, the QAnon believer, uh, On With Logic, says... Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, anyone surprised <laughs> that leftists are directing homosexual slurs at Lindsey Graham? This nasty. Is this Ryan Savidra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. No, that's like that's he does that all the time. Uh, okay. Anyone surprised? Yeah. Just that he, format. He, no, he does the the. No one talked about Mika Brzezinski when she said "butt boy." While he is unironically a reporter for, is he the Daily Caller or the Daily Wire? Do you guys know? One of those two. But I try not to oh, learn the that's, difference. That's Daily Wire. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, when you know he's he's a reporter for uh, for an establishment where the the guy who created it uh, refused to to bake a cake for Dave Rubin because yeah. he does not think that Dave Rubin should uh, be married to another man. Wait, but Dave Rubin's also like a right-wing piece of garbage, right? Yeah. Oh. oh, but it doesn't matter. He's gay. So Ben Shapiro's still like, no, I will logic you out of being homosexual. <laughs> well, we found a weird connection there. But I found, and this is actually kind of our scoop, I found out that the guy who founded Gays for Trump is a QAnon guy. Shocking. Peter Boykin, who is the founder and uh, president of Gays for Trump, is just a full-on QAnon guy. Yeah. He tweets about it very frequently. Yeah. And so Boykin, who has over 50,000 Twitter followers and has in the blue check mark. But his ratio is shit. It's it is. fucking it is. sucks. Silence, dude. They're <laughs> silencing him. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, he tweeted this on March 14th. Guys, it's now officially GLB and Trump and QAnon. And... As, as uh, uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual? Yeah, well, yes. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, and T and Q, but for Trump and QAnon instead of... Wait, but... Okay, wait. So has he... Has he has he done the thing of oh, like... Oh, he's a turf, dude. He's dude GLB. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, oh, a, he's, he's like a only the GLBs, yeah. so no trans? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 what Peter Boykin uh, does not realize is that the transphobia is just because it's acceptable uh, publicly like the transphobia is a is a substitute for homophobia yeah but 
I guess he is reluctant to to see that now that they have uh, now that, that you know. I have uh, to say that the Overton can be racist. The Overton window has shifted when you at least have to do the GLB and still and you're still a Trump QAnon guy. Like I think 50 years ago he would have just been straight up in the closet and yeah. just been like passing legislation against gay people. Right. Yeah. Um but you know that's I, I don't think these people realize that like once they take away as many once they oppress as, uh, and and systemically oppress as many trans people as possible and like write them off of existence or whatever and like censor uh, scientific evidence to to prove that the trans people are just perfectly fine uh and and uh then they'll what, what do they think they're going to continue to attack they're going to go back to the gays yeah like yeah. that's what the I, that's why it's so weird to me when you see like a, a marginalized community member go like oh yeah you know i I think the transphobia is totally fine. It's like, no, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> they're coming after you next again. It yep. wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. So uh, generally speaking, they're, they they talk about, uh, you know, uh, the LGBT community and uh, in, in a really conspiratorial manner, but generally in that they they think that think that the normalization or the acceptance of the LGBT community is sort of like a stepping stone to the acceptance of pedophilia is sort of is sort yeah. of the conspiracy. Mm hmm. Um, and and they they do things like they they constantly accuse people being uh, being closeted uh, homosexuals like Barack Obama, I saw Justice John Roberts, and uh, uh, Senator uh, Cory Booker. They've accused as opposed to Michelle that they just think is a trans man. Yes, yes, they, they, they just straight up too. think she's trans. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, it was like when talking about uh, Catholic priests who molested underage boys, they uh, they sometimes fault them for being uh, homosexual priests. As homosexual, uh, as homosexuality was run rampant throughout the Catholic Church. And I this can't is believe blame. the Catholic Church was ruined by the homosexual agenda. Yes, it's disgusting. Yeah, and um, and they they really 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 do not have a good track record with uh, uh, transgender people. Oh my! Is this? Oh wow! Yes, is, so I want to okay. share. Maybe we we'll share one tweet. Maybe we'll cut this. It's kind of intense. Holy shit! But uh, yes, yeah, so uh, one QAnon believer tweeted basically is it like an image of of, of a you know big boobied uh, devil with horns and a pentagram in uh, in his head. I think and this devil is awesome. It's is. Uh, a goat head with a, a fucking pentagram on it and boobs and a big beard and there's the moon and there's wings. And this cool thing that makes it look like she, she or he or it has a uh, power in in, um, in the groin region, and then a cool robe. Like I'm down, but it has no uterus. Yeah. So this is what this tweet says. Guess who else has a phallus and breasts? Oh, and no uterus, which means an end to people. The transgender agenda, less people, is not neurosurgery to figure out. Hashtag MAGA, hashtag QAnon, hashtag Great Awakening. Um, less people is actually a really good agenda, you fucking moron. Like, we have overpopulation. This is the thing I don't understand. If you're, if you're secure in your sexuality, or if you're secure in your gender identity, like, there is no, there's no way that you can be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go out and... And and uh, take uh, hormone therapy and and transition into becoming a woman. Like you, you there's it's not a pleasure. Yeah, it, it's not it's not a pleasant experience. Uh, yeah. And again, I only have anecdotes to refer to from trans people uh, in my community that I talk to regularly about this sort of stuff. But it's a really complicated, expensive, uh, and and tumultuous process. Yeah. Uh, usually, after a lot of your uh, a lot of your uh, members of your community uh, prior have abandoned you. 
and and to think that you know all of these people are going to ultimately turn into uh, uh, you know uh, trans women or everyone's going to transition to the to the other uh, gender or everyone's gender identity is going to be somehow compromised is so insane to me. Yeah. Um. I think that if it was uh, more accepted, uh, certainly there would be a, an increase in, in people who are openly trans. And, and that's great. I welcome that. But to think that like every single person is going to, it's the same hysteria that yeah, we have with homosexuality. It's like, yeah. I, I don't understand. Do you want to, do you want to suck a dick? Is that what it is? Like, I, I, I just love the idea that my gender somehow like can be modified by other people. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't, I mean, you can still do whatever you want. But that's like Rick Perry guys. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, he was like rampant homophobe. Right. And, and this is, Again, I know that this is not like politically correct to be like, oh, he's in the closet because you then automatically vilify uh, homophobia uh, or you attribute homophobia exclusively to uh, the members of the LGBT community or whatever. And uh, that's, of course, not the case. But Rick Perry used to say, look, uh, you know, I avoid dicks like alcoholism. He's like, I, I know the temptation is there for alcohol. But I don't, I don't drink alcohol, yeah. right. and that's what homosexuals should do. And I'm, and and I had never thought about it that way. Where I'm like, you don't come, fuck? you don't come home in the evening and just want to crack a cold dick open and <laughs> just a, just have one or yeah. two. That's a guy who who fucking who sees someone, yeah. uh, you know, working out at the gym, and he starts noticing that there are a lot of buff gay dudes. That is that, and huh? and he's like, a little oh, bit. man, I really want to just kiss that guy. Once out of ten, they would like enjoy to kiss a man instead of a woman. Yeah, because and sexuality is that because sexuality sexuality is fluid yeah, very and fluid, like, yeah. they can't accept yeah. even like the little fragment of, of yeah. desire that they might have in that direction it's just like no it has to be black and white and it's like i don't, I don't know I, I feel like just go and try whatever you want to try it what are you, you gonna do not kiss frank ocean you know what i mean exactly <laughs> and frank ocean has offered to kiss rick perry multiple times yeah uh, rick he's Perry's just avoiding it well rick perry is a beautiful thirst trap on instagram so frank is always just in the comments and sliding into his dms and shit <laughs> uh, allegedly. Um, so Jeremy H says, I've got a mailbag question. I'm afraid to research myself. What does Q have to say about chemtrails? Like if chemtrails are the government and Trump has things in hand, why am I still seeing chemtrails? Does the deep state cabal control chemtrails? So, I mean, this is something that actually people in the QAnon community who place a great deal of importance on chemtrails are confused by themselves <laughs> of course because of course this is you know the whole you know, i feel like uh, I oh think, i see some 5g shit going on yeah, here this is going to be a good one yeah i think that you know it was a uh, matt crispin you know he made it when he was on the show he made an excellent point that the point of QAnon is to resolve this contradiction where they expected trump to do all these amazing things and, and he hasn't and he, and he hasn't and so this is basically the same problem with the chemtrails the chemtrails are still appearing and trump's still president and yeah uh, it's hard so, to put it together and so well, yeah, uh for, they, they believe that there's a there's a cure for cancer right yes like, they believe that yeah all all the there are hidden cures that have been suppressed by the pharmaceutical so why industry isn't trump like releasing this information oh, what well, a terrible because, man because he's doing battle with the deep state it'll come out in due time don't you worry is, no. the, is the story they tell so so here's one tweet from uh, ongoing awakening and uh they say <laughs> firestarter anon is is the uh, the handle I yes. love that. <laughs> so they say uh dear president trump can we please address the 5g rollout the chemtrail still poisoning all life at earth geoengineering and the uh, directed energy weapons wildfires all this swamp draining and no word on these subjects makes you look complicit in the deep state shenanigans hashtag QAnon 
at POTUS. He still is like, we know you're doing all the swamp training, but like also address this maybe because... Yes, yeah. I love that he didn't send it to the actual account that he uh, that Trump uses, but instead added the POTUS. official POTUS account. Yes. It's yes. not just anybody. Was, this yeah. is an official message. This is a formal request yeah. from <laughs> the president of the United States. At your president. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a... Another uh, QAnon believer, and it, it, when the is here, Lighthorse Lee, which is a at Lee Lighthorse, says, "Does QAnon give clues to why at POTUS Trump allows chemtrails to continue to gas the citizens of the U.S.?" Question mark. And that was a response to Lionel Media, who's who's a real classic uh, friend of the show. There are people in this country who look at this and say this is nothing but various accumulations of water vapor mimicking hashtag geoengineering. They are called in the medical literature stupid. <laughs> in the li- in the medical literature on chemtrails, we call the people who just think it's water vapor stupid. Yeah, that, that's that's I, I think I read that in the Lancet. It's a formal term. Yeah, uh, we hope that, that that answered your questions. If you would like to write in to ask a question, uh, most people have been DMing me on Twitter. I'm, I run the at QAnon Anonymous uh, handle, or you can just write in to QAnon Anonymous at gmail.com. I did have a very extended question shot at me that was just not really a question just someone trying to order me around about how i should change my mind about the the steel dossier and how it's super serious he actually was like could you do an episode on the steel dossier and then two seconds later texted me he's like uh don't do it like your q episodes though the steel dossier is fucking awesome okay so you got to take it really seriously and i was like i don't understand all right thanks for writing in is the steel dossier and in, in, in russia hysteria the liberal QAnon? It, it kind is. of is. It is frequently is. Yeah, yep. I talk about this. The the concept of like sealed indictments that are going to take down all these bad actors yeah. in government, that started not with QAnon, but with like Louise Mensch, yeah. who, who who fantasized about it. It was like, oh, the Also old... friend of the show, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yes. Friend of the show. Louise is so, yeah, golden. She, she said that said that months before QAnon. It's like, oh, there are all these sealed indictments, and I think they're going to take down like uh, Trump and company. And they really, and QAnon, you know, they ran with that. They didn't say that there were dozens of sealed indictments. They were saying no. like 10,000s. So that's your answer, guy who wrote in. Uh, we think you're part of the liberal QAnon. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in for another week of QAnon Anonymous. Thanks for humoring us, Hassan. Oh, no. Thanks for having me, guys. You can follow Hassan on Twitter at Hassan the Hun. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, uh, I have a Twitch uh, that oh, yeah. I go live on every single day at 5 p.m. Pacific, and I usually do 5 to 10 hour live streams. Uh, I did one for 12 hours yesterday. I interview a variety of different leftists, uh, and I debate a bunch of chuds, and, and also even uh, people who believe that, uh, very seriously believe that the California Wilds, the fires were started by um, space lasers. Yeah. Uh, that wanted to punish the state of California. It, it, that's at twitch.tv slash Hasanabi. And you can come watch that over there. And then I usually put some of the VODs uh, of the greatest hits on my YouTube. And that's just Hassan Piker. You can also go to TYT and check out The Breakdown, which is your show on that. Right? Yeah. Did you just say you started at 5 p.m. and did 10 to 12 hours? During the week from Monday to f- yeah. Thursday, I do six to eight hour streams from 5 p.m. onward. Yeah. Right. So Hassan is a gamer American and he's part of the working class. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. don't run any advertising on our podcast. We are supported by our listeners. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous. If you pay $5 a month, you'll get access to our premium episodes and give the show a chance to grow and put out even more stuff. Our goal is to make this a full-time thing and remain fiercely independent. 
When you subscribe to our Patreon, you contribute to making this a reality. Thanks to our new $5 supporters this week, Aaron P., Austin H., Billy L., Chris T., Corbin G., Goose, Hugh G., Matthew M., and Stuart B. And thanks to our $10 contributors, Drew M., Venny S., Josh R., Adam W., Eric O., John S., Joel D., and Luke B. And final huge thanks to our $20 contributor, Susie R. If you can't afford to support us financially, you can always help by telling friends about us, posting about us on social media and message boards, etc. If you haven't already, go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. There are only five genders, incidentally. Uh, listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact.